is Alicia Christian, and welcome to the Eating Me Podcast. Hey, y'all, it's Alicia, and welcome back to the Eating Me Podcast. Y'all, this week, I was beyond blessed because I had a very good friend of mine on the show, Lisa Nicole Wilkerson, who is just an amazing individual all around and professionally a power house, y'all. Um, there's nothing that I could say that re- would remotely um, match <laughs> who she is as an individual. I'm going to read her bio, but just know even beyond this bio, this woman is the truth, okay? So as an award-winning Broadway actor, voiceover artist, writer, speaker, and coach for entertainment careers, voiceover, and public speaking, Lisa Nicole Wilkerson is the quintessential multi-hyphenate. Her goal as a motivator is to remind others of their greatness, and she has served as speaker and or storyteller host at iconic venues like New York City's historic Apollo Theater and at medium to large scale events like the annual learning conference in Orlando and Boston's Horizons for Homeless Children's Fundraising Gala. As a presentation skills coach, Lisa trains clients to be more present and grounded by utilizing a method she conceptualized that integrates traditional public speaking skills with Broadway basics, performing art tools and tactics to enhance clients' abilities to consistently execute compelling presentations. Clients have included councils for urban professionals, fellows, and Broadway Inspirational Voices Outreach Program. As a communication skills educator, Lisa is an adjunct professor in the Management Communications Program at NYU Stern School of Business and helps future and ascending business leaders hone strategies to effectively communicate as individuals and in teams. She teaches business communication for MBA students, has coached mid to upper level executive in executive education program, and has guest lectured organizational communication for undergraduates. Additionally, she has coached hundreds of medical school students and professionals on how to improve their verbal and nonverbal communication competencies with their patients at New York University School of Medicine and as a representative of the Clinical Competency Center of New York at Albert Einstein College of Medicine and SUNY Downstate. In the corporate and non-for-profit arenas, Lisa has worked at Burson Marsteller and Edelman Public Relations in consumer marketing and drew from that experience to serve as co-founder and communications director of the non-for-profit Broadway in South Africa which created cross-cultural exchange between South African youth and young adults in need and Broadway artists who sought to use their talents for change. She co-developed the organization while performing in Broadway's The Lion King. During her Broadway career, Lisa earned the respect of her peers being both elected and appointed to various leadership positions, as well as being awarded the Fred and Adele Astaire Award for Outstanding Female Dancer in a Broadway Show, while serving as actor, 
dance captain, and fight captain in the Tony Award-winning musical, The Gershwin's Porgy and Bess. In life, Lisa is a tree-hugging, sports-loving, tropical spirit who always chooses to walk on the sunny side of the street, literally and figuratively, whenever possible. She shares this appreciation for life through her wellness brand, The Good Enough Stuff, by offering the life, wellness, coaching, and products good enough for your greatness, like branded merchandise and clean skin products. Check them out on Instagram at the Good Enough Stuff One and at Aroma Therapy. Y'all, I am so excited for you to hear this conversation. I will not keep you waiting. So without further ado, please welcome Lisa Nicole Wilkerson. I am so excited, y'all, because I have one of my really, really good friends. We've been friends. I don't know how long we have been friends, but the point of it is Lisa Nicole Wilkerson is here on the podcast, y'all, and I am beyond over the moon. Like, this has been so long in the making for you to be here right now. So thank you, one, for being here. Thank you for being my friend all these years and, like, seeing me through all the transitions. <laughs> Seriously. I am, I am, I'm blessed right now that you are here. So thank you, Lisa, for being here. And I am really excited to share with everybody all the good things that you're doing. So welcome to the podcast and thank you again. My cheeks are hurting from smiling so hard. (laughs) First of all, thank you. Thank you for having a podcast Uh that makes such an impact that I can actually be a part of. Thank you for being my friend all these years. I mean, you know. You were one of the few, one of two people I even ever allowed, you'll remember this, ever allowed to be in my head. Like you were the only person I would let trim my hair, yes. let give me a relaxer when I had one back in the day. Yes. I would, listen, not everybody is going to have A, healing hands and B, not everyone's going to have the, that good energy. And you always have had amazing energy. I've loved you so much for these years. And Aww. it's just great to even see you, even though it's virtual, it's great to see you and it's great to see you thriving. So Aww. congratulations, my friend. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so happy. But one, because Lisa has this amazing company that you you basically have started, which is called The Good Enough Stuff. And we were just talking, first of all, I was talking, we were talking before I hit record. And I thought I had hit record, but you know, it's a leash. Let's be serious. And so... (laughs) And so I was like, wait a minute, I didn't hit record. So... Lisa was sharing before all the amazing stuff that she has been doing and just the origins of the good enough stuff. So I hate to make you go back, but here we are. So how did you, you know, come up with this whole idea of the good enough stuff? And when did all this kind of like come to you? Good question. So actually years ago when I was on the Lion King tours, this is right before I came to Broadway. I was leaving the tour. Yeah, you before know. you, before you, uh, before we even like continue on, this is royalty we have here. You know, theater royalty. Before you, I forgot to mention that. Okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we, we just do what we do. We do we do, we do the best we can. Right. Um, but yeah, it was amazing. You know, I I was at the end of the time that I was going to be on tour, and at the time I was really big into journaling, and. Mm. This phrase, and the phrase is, everything you need, you already have, and everything you have is good enough, Mm. came to me. 
Uh, and I wrote it down. I thought this is something that I want to use as I was interested in going into motivational speaking. So I trademarked the phrase and used it to a small degree, you know, during different opportunities that I had to speak before dance groups and other student groups. Um, but I didn't, it didn't have much traction in my life because I was so focused on building my career as an artist, as a performing right. artist. So then years later, time passes, pandemic hits. And during that time, I was up to renew it with the United States Patent and Trademark Office. And instead of renewing it, I let it, I just kind of let it go by the wayside. Right. And then coming out of the pandemic, I thought, no, that's my phrase. Like I have to use this thing. Right. And part of the reason why I was really interested in having and owning it is because I knew that moving forward in my career, I wanted to use the work that I've done on Broadway and, and other opportunities I've had to do voiceovers and other acting gigs, I wanted to use that as a way to interest people in listening to the message. Yeah. And the core of what I talk about, like in, depending on, you know, I, I talk about different topics, but the core of every message that I provide is that core phrase everything you need, you already have, and everything you have is good enough. Mm -hmm. So, but I didn't have a book because I also knew that most speakers make a, make their build wealth by way of having assets. And one big asset mm. is a book or a podcast like, like Alicia has here. So I ended up figuring out, well, how can I at least allow the core message to have its own life until I have this book or whatever type of asset I build around it? And so I thought, oh, I can put it on shirts. I can put it on merchandises. That's a big thing now inspirational wear. So I, you know, went back to started the whole trademark process again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, it's not right. always fun, but it's necessary. Right. And yeah, so I actually have a couple of them here. So I have now that we're into the fall season, I have these shirts. So I don't know if you can see it, but this is yeah. one of the shirts. Everything you need, you already have, and everything you have is good enough on the oh, sleeve. I love that. Cool, right. And I have two different um, stylings of it. So that one is a little bit more dainty. This one has, you know, more of a bold print on it. Right. But I just love it because it's the kind of thing where you wear it and it makes you remind it reminds you of your goodness. But then mm -hmm. if other people see see you wearing it, they're reminded. So you're being a blessing to yourself and a blessing to others, all the while remembering that everything that everything that you were outfitted with is necessary for whatever you would put on the planet to do. So that's that's something that I strongly believe in for others. I love that. That is so beautiful. I mean, you've always been such an inspirational person in general. So this all makes sense. I'm like, okay, yep, that all. Like, as you were just like going through all this, I was like, this definitely is Lisa Nicole. Like, that makes sense as to how you would, you know, present all this, you know, in your business in this way. So I love that. Thank but you. Seriously, but even beyond that, you were telling me you also have, and we talked about this before, you have a hand sanitizer line as well, right? I do. I do. Yes. I do. I do. I do. So. Like, where did that come from? I know. Where did it come from? Listen, the cosmos. I'm telling you. These <laughs> things come, and I'm at a point in my life now, I'm just saying yes to everything. Yes. So last year, last fall, yeah. I attended a small business conference for the coaching, like for the speaking and coaching in terms right. of 
learning more about building that type of business. As you know, both of us are very into, have for years have been into healthy eating, healthy lifestyle choices. And for me, my belief is everything about your health starts with what you put in and on your body, what you put in and on your person. Mm -hmm. So I am hypersensitive to making as good choices on everything from what I put on my hair, put on my skin, put in my mouth, you know, like all that. So going back to the pandemic again, right? Hand sanitizers were everywhere. You don't know what is in these products. I'm the person who looks at the back all the time. I've been doing this for years and years and years. Like the marketing is beautiful. The marketing could be so lovely. And I don't care what the front of a package says. I'm going to turn to the back and look at that nutrition label. I'm going to turn to the back and look at that ingredient list. And that's going to tell me how lovely the product really is or isn't. Right. All that to say with a lot of these hand sanitizers, there weren't even ingredient lists. Like they're just passing them out everywhere because people are panicked about their own sense of health, their own sense of safety about passing germs. And so... I'm a problem solver. So I thought to myself, instead of complaining about what op- options are out here, just make your own. Mm. So I did. And I've always been into essential oils. Also, I love natural scents. I love, you know, ingredient or products with natural ingredients. So I just made my own hand sanitizer utilizing essential oils that I have always enjoyed. So one of my favorite is tea tree. So I enjoy mm. tea tree eucalyptus, right? So all that to say, I attend this small business conference that was hosted by American Express at Javits last year. And at the conference, I took my sanitizer with me because I was just, I made my own for me. I was solving my own problem. And I also made a point to put them in glass bottles with amber colored, uh, amber colored, because I didn't want to make, I wanted to make sure that the molecular structure of the ingredients was always protected from- Yes. You know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I am on the escalator because the event took place on two floors. I'm going up the escalator to lunch, sprayed my hands with my sanitizer, put it back in my bag. And there was a young woman behind me on the escalator. I said, oh, you smell really good. I said, oh, thank you. I think it's just, you know, it's my hand sanitizer that I make. And I said, would you like to try some? And she said, yeah. So I sprayed it on her hands. She enjoyed it. That was the whole moment. Or so I thought. So the, the conference was a full day. That was obviously mm-hmm. midday because it was lunchtime. About four hours later, I was in the bathroom uh, getting myself ready to leave. And she happened to walk in. So, and then she, when she saw me, she goes, oh my goodness, I've been looking for you all afternoon. Do you sell that, that sanitizer that you put on my hands? Because I need that. I need it for meditation. Mm. And I was a stunned because right. you know again I wasn't making the product in terms of thinking about it for the marketplace I was solving a problem for my a problem right for myself yeah. and not only so not only had she given me the idea that this is something that people may want to purchase but that it has multiple uses mm. because essential oils have multiple uses when you right. think about it and so I thought to myself my answer to her was let me get back to you. Because <laughs> what I wasn't going to say was no. I thought, well, yeah, like there there must be a way. And I thought how ironic is this that I'm at this small business conference 
for a completely different business I was building as it related to coaching yeah. and speaking. And here I am leaving with this business idea that I didn't even know was right under my nose. So all that to say, ultimately I created a product called Aura Aromatherapy. And the tagline is clean your skin, clear your aura. So it disinfects and it also provides you with a level of just good feeling. So this is the product right. that I've created. And I don't know if it's if it's maybe too bright to it see. Might be too bright, but oh, there you yeah, bring it closer. Oh, okay, nice. So that's the the brand. Okay, so therapy, and you can see where it says hand sanitizer, clean your skin, clear your aura. It's a little bit yeah. hazy. No, I um, see. But these are one ounce bottles. Mm -hmm. They're in glass again, amber colored. And um, it's all natural ingredients. So it's just like your isopropyl alcohol that we all mm -hmm. grew up in trust. Uh, and then I have created a blend of different, using different essential oils. And because I'm so into nature, mm -hmm. I have four that are called bliss blends. So I have your winter bliss blend, your autumn bliss blend, your summer and your spring bliss blends. And each of them represent um aromatically the energy of the season. So spring what? is a little bit more floral. Summer is giving you a citrus. The winter is definitely giving you Christmas time. Mm -hmm. So for example, with winter, the blend is peppermint with a hint of lemongrass and a hint of cinnamon. Nice. So it really gives, it evokes the sense of the holidays and, and family and togetherness. Mm -hmm. Whereas so, for example, spring, you're getting peony with jasmine and hints of lemon. So it's like, it's just, I love I lo I love my products. I love them. And oh, every time so people cool. use them, you know, my favorite thing to see people do is I have testers when I, mm -hmm. like, am out vending and selling them. So I have testers and say, well, you, you know, you're welcome to try any of them, all of them. So they'll mm -hmm. spray their hands, rub their hands, and just like perfume, you just kind of give the alcohol an opportunity to dissipate. They put their hands over their mouth, their, their nose. And then that's my favorite thing to see. Yes. Because it's, it's, you really have to experience it. Mm -hmm. And I think because nature is what nature is, like we are made of everything in nature, just like these essential oils come from nature. Right. So nature recognizes nature. Mm. And, you, and there's like this, this natural reaction that comes. And it just, it's so gratifying to me because I know that these are very high quality products. Yeah. Um, I only believe in doing that. Even the shirts, all the merch I sell, it's all hundred percent cotton. Um, yeah. you know, it's it's I want to be good to the earth while I'm also being good to people and being good to myself because I know that whatever I provide for my for my clientele, for my customers, it's the highest quality of everything. Yeah. And um and I even have people who have eczema and other skin irritation, it's skin problems. Right. And they have all commented to me that it's something that has been helpful to them because it doesn't irritate, it doesn't sting, while wow. also providing them with a level of disinfecting um, capabilities. So, and then people tell me things like they use it as linen sprays, as bathroom sprays, as you know, like that obviously has multiple uses. Right. There's even a young lady who's a who's pregnant, and one of the blends I offered her um, helped her with her morning sick. Really? So I was like, this is awesome. That's amazing. And you know, that's so awesome because it's like, you think, like you said, you knew there would be like a dual purpose, but now you have, you're finding other 
you know, people reaching out and sharing it. Like you said, the linen spray, the nausea, you know, relief. Like that's, that's amazing. It's amazing. And last thing I'll say about it, because I don't want to mm -hmm. go on and on at nauseum, but right. I also love, so I, I package them in these really cute organza bags. So like this one has, it's kind of hard to see. This one is more of like a, a nice pink kind of color. Uh -huh. Then this is the autumn. So I don't know if you can tell. I love that. There are... Are like little leaves? Little leaves. Oh, I love that. Like gold leaves. This is the winter. So the winter has, uh, you can probably hard to see, a little snowflake. snowflake. Oh, I love, listen, I'm all you about You know, so it's like, they're all, they all have different ones. So I, and so I'm excited. I have seven. So I call them my seven sensational blends. Yes. And um, yeah, so I've got the four for the, the that honor seasons. Cause uh -huh. I love nature and I have three other, uh, blends that, that, yeah, they're, and they're all pretty popular and I'm just looking on how to scale up and, you know, keep the party going. And also, so it's really an aromatherapy brand. Mm -hmm. Um, and I started with sanitizers because again, that's what I was doing for myself, but people have been saying, do you do hand creams? Do you do beard oils? Do you do hair oil? Do you do this? And so I'm taking notes because I feel like if people are giving me that kind of feedback, then that means that they want more from the brand and I'm going to give the people what they want. So. Yes. And that, that's literally what I was going to ask you. Like, where is this going beyond just because I can only imagine people wanting more from this, especially knowing that there's like, like natural products and, you know, knowing just your background, like, come on, like you're saying you, you're concerned about all things in terms of like your entire body, the external, the internal. So there have to be more products. I'm speaking that out there. there it's all happening. It's, it's already done. It's already indeed. done. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working on formulating. Well, the, the one thing I'm really excited about is I love the blends because I know in yeah. order for me to actually sell something, I have to believe in it and I have to love it. Right. So, um, and I really do love the different scents that I've created and they've, and they've all gotten positive feedback. So it's not all self-indulgent. It's like, I love it enough to know that I can honestly, authentically talk about it to people. Mm -hmm. And if people are interested in it, then they'll purchase it right. and use the product. Um, and, and because I know that they are popular and they are well-received, I'm going to then use those same scents to then build the other products. Right. So it's nice. So as opposed to like trying to reinvent the wheel of like, let me come up with a whole new amazing scent wow. for this hand, hand cream. It's like, no, 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 no. Let's find a way to, to elevate the, the blend that we've discovered that people like mm -hmm. and use it, uh, use it in a different form. So the next things that are coming out are hand creams and a type of hair oil. Like I have to figure okay. out if it's going to be like, because I know that I often get questions about the fellas. Like, what are you doing to do for the fellas? Like, you know, like they want the, you know, they want the beard oils. And stuff. Right, right, right. right. So, so it's like, um, but some of the blends are really good for some of the, like there are some that the men typically gravitate towards. So, okay. yeah, so I definitely am looking to build, so not reinvent the wheel, but continue to build the vehicle, like build out the car, right. if you will. Right. In the sense that seemed to be working well. Right. And listen, I'm going to go back because you said you didn't want this to be like a self-indulging type of thing, but it has to be because, and the reason why I say that is because you created this because of your problem, right? You wanted to, um, 
take care of yourself in the best way that you knew how. And someone actually reached out and said they liked it. So it has to be something that you, that benefits you. Yeah. There's more times than not, if something's benefiting you, it's going to benefit someone else. Mm. That's a good point. I, I definitely agree with that. Seriously. And I, so even some, some thoughts and things that we're thinking about, somebody else is thinking it. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, things that we're like, okay, I wonder if this will work. You know, let me put it out there because I'm feeling and thinking that this will work for me. I'm pretty sure other people will also benefit and, and are thinking about those things too. But it's, you are the vehicle to actually help them with their problem. Like you had to have that problem. Now you are the, you know, the driving force to help other people with that same problem. Yeah, I hear. Yeah, I definitely hear you. I definitely hear you. Because honestly, like to your point, I mean, this is a communal experience that we're having mm -hmm. on this planet, just being a human being with other human right. beings. And if we're all made from the same stuff, all, you know, from a molecular perspective, a cellular perspective, you know, like even an energetic perspective, then what works for me would likely work for someone else right? on some level, right? Like right. everyone has their preferences, but the core of what you're trying to do really should work for everyone. right? And I think also to your point, you know, there's that phrase that came from Marianne Williamson, uh, a book that she wrote, the book that made her popular, and I'm, I'm forgetting the name of it, but essentially when you give yourself permission to do something, it gives other people permission to do the same. So it's not that, you know, hiding, covering our light, mm -hmm. powering to our greatness is not what, not what makes other people inspired. What makes right. people inspired is you stepping out into the spotlight and being yourself and offering the world something from an authentic perspective. And then that gives them permission to say, wow, he did it. If she could do it, then I could do it too. So yeah, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. Yeah. And you know, I love that people are waking up to that, that idea of stepping into your purpose and then giving other people permission to then do what they're meant, what they're called to do as well. Cause I think, like you said before, and I, I can speak to this, speak to this. And I think we were kind of like talking about this before we hit record was that idea of me not, you know, being okay with leash, not being okay with who I was as a person, like now having that comfort in knowing I, leash is all over the place. Leash is just this, you know, blah, you know, just kind of like, you know, just myself, like, which means some days I'm just, you know, crazy and wild and whatever that looks like and not being apologetic about it anymore. This is just who I am. And I'm glad to now share that with people. Yeah. And I think more people are seeing and are appreciating people being more authentic and stepping into their power, whatever that looks like. And that allows you to have that permission to do the same. You know, I, I love that. Yeah. And I believe the phrase you used was, I'm, you know, like you're, you, you're being your complete full self and people appreciate me for it. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, yes, we do. We do appreciate <laughs> you for it. Yes. Absolutely. You know, because I, I think society is, depending on, obviously we all curate our own experiences. So depending mm -hmm. on what you pay attention to, I feel like what I pay attention to definitely shows a, a, a large part of society owning who they are. Mm. And not always, it may not always be easy, but the first step is accepting, like accepting yes. who you are, accepting it, 
falling in love with it, and then giving yourself permission to express it, express right. whatever that is about you. And I think podcasts like yours help with that. You know, you like yeah. to your point, you're like, I am me. And not only am I me to myself, you're being you out loud. And right. that's what that's what we need. That's what we yeah. need. That is what we need. And then I'm here to be like, yep, you're being you out loud. And remember, everything you need, you already have. And everything you have is good enough. Yes. Let me step in and be like that support system right there to uphold all these people doing whatever it is that they want to do, whatever right. it is they say they are. Right. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. As long as it's not self-destructive or, or mm -hmm. destru destroying someone else, I'm here for all of it. And, you know, I, I, I said this at the start of our, our conversation, but I have to say it again. Like, thank you for always being that, like that support. And you've been that support, not just to me, but other friends you know, in general, like I just always just there as like this anchor of support. And we, and it's crazy because we, we don't hang out as much, but I know as soon as we connect, it's as if we've never had, like, like, like nothing has changed, you know? At all. Haven't missed a beat. Like, right. it's like we have never, have not missed a beat. It could be years and years. Like, girl, we ran into each other at, at Veg Fest. What was it called? Veg Fest? Vegandale. Vegandale. Okay, so for those who might not live in New York or even know about Vegan Dale, Vegan Dale is like this vegan like festival basically. And they like have a uh, vegan food, vegan products like hair, skin, like whatever. And they sell it um, at this particular event. And randomly, was this like two years ago? Yeah, this, yeah, it was probably, yeah, probably two years ago. It was like two years ago. We just randomly see each other at this event. I was like, of course we're here. Like it was literally the best time and just catching up. It was, I loved it. It was amazing. It was amazing. The weather was perfect. Right. And we were just out there having a great time, just right. being among people who were, you know, obviously like-minded in terms of what their their eating choices were and, and right. to the point, like what they, you know, wanting to explore other options of what they would put on their skin, on their hair, that kind mm -hmm. of thing. And um, and actually Vegan Dill does happen across the country. Like Yes. Not a lot of cities, but I think major cities across the country, like LA and Chicago, I believe. And and I Probably think it's somewhere like people. Toronto too. I think in Toronto as well. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so they're all nice. over the place. But this one I wanted to ask, now that we're talking about this, at what point, as long as I've known you, you have eaten like very, like you're so conscious about like what you eat and everything like that. When did you really, like when did that actually like click for you in terms of like um, really being mindful of what you eat? Or have you always, has like just your upbringing, has it always been like that? It it started when I was young, you know, back home growing up with my parents mm -hmm. because my mom became sick when I was very young. Okay. So, and so, um, and as a result of that, part of the exploration process with trying to get her better, you know, her mm -hmm. working with her doctors or, or my dad or whomever she was talking to at the time food came up not a lot but it came right. up a little so mm -hmm. number one i came from a family where you know my mom cooked that was number one so i was right. already not used to eating fast food anyway right fast food was always like a treat yeah. number two when my mom started to get sick there were slight changes that were made to some of the foods they bring home so for example i remember typically growing up with two percent milk and then yeah. at some point they wanted to try skim milk because maybe that could, maybe that in their 
exploration process of what could potentially help my mom. Let's try that. And so there right. were some there were some substitutes that were put into the home. Again, as a child, I um, interpreted that as, oh, food has something to do with health. Mm. But I was like, you know, seven, eight, nine years old at this point, right? Right. So um, then as I got older, went to college, I still maintained that same sense of, you know, making healthy choices, understanding that food has something to do with your health. Right. Carrying with me the idea that fast food is not the first choice. And then after graduating from college, that's when I started to real, I don't even, I don't remember what it was, but I distinctly remember a catalyst for me understanding that the back of foods is really where the information is. Mm. So this was like back, like right after college, yeah. of me starting to read ingredient lists before wow. it was popular, like the way people are more so talking about it today. Right. And, and then also I think part of it is because I've always been an athlete. I've always danced. I've always been very active mm -hmm. in life. So there was some level of me being in my body, understanding, um, health healthier lifestyle choices so it's just it's right. really been kind of a mashup of things for me right. and then as i became an adult and decided to come into the performing arts industry and then also move to new york which is a completely different ball game from you know we're both from the midwest right, right. <laughs> Whew, it but I was introduced to different modalities that mm -hmm. could also help you with regard to having a strong body, a strong mind, and a strong spirit, right. which also impacts your health. So introduced to modalities like acupuncture, massage therapy, heller work, Pilates, mm -hmm. yeah. yoga. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And I did all of it. Mm. And and it and all of it coincided with my career in dance, my career just as a performing artist on Broadway, right. and um, and then continuing to educate myself on what certain things meant when you read them on right. read them on the back of labels, right? And I realized like if I don't understand what certain words mean, then it probably means that it's a synthetic product, a chemical yep. that was made in a lab that didn't come out, grow out of the ground. Mm -hmm. And I should probably look up what some of these words mean because now I'm being responsible to myself Yeah, to know what am I putting in my person? Cause again, and then, and then from there it was like, it was on and popping. Like I was like, oh, this, this, this food industry, shameful. Beyond. And I remember going through a phase you know, kind of like, you know, there's all these phases of grief or if you go to, you know, I don't know if you're like, alcoholic AA, like there's all these stages they'll tell you yep. that you're going to go through until you get to a point of calm and balance. And I remember going through a stage of anger. Like first I was in disbelief, like, are these, are these ingredients really in these products? And then going through a stage of like sheer anger. Yeah. Because I was like, this is, this, these are the food options. Like this, this is called <laughs> this, this, yes. this are, are you serious? Yeah food producer, whoever you are, your right. brand. And I thought to myself, you really are serious. You're serious, serious enough to invest time, money, effort into creating products that are not food 
And so mm -hmm. for the longest time, I would just call the food industry the consumption industry because you can consume yeah. this stuff, mm -hmm. but it's not food. Right. It's not food. And so oh. now goes back to this sense of like, what kind of integrity do you have with yourself? Because mm. now I'm doing the unpopular thing of being the person who's among a group of people who's choosing to not eat that thing over there. And yeah. I could get away with it, right? Because like, I'm cool or I'm fun or I'm whatever, like I'm non-threatening in a group of people. But at the same time, I think people kind of took notice. I also, I've also been the person to not judge other people. Like you can do right. what you're going to do. I'm not letting that pass my lips though. <laughs> right. Right. Like live your life. <laughs> live your life. <laughs> but not, but not. What's not, happening over here? Me and mine, <laughs> what we're not going to do, we're not doing that. Right. And right. it's, you know, and, and so it, 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 and I've had to, and it's been interesting because with friends, there've been so many friends who mm -hmm. come to me. So be it, and it's everything. I mean, this is when I tell you it's everything, because again, lifelong athlete, lifelong dancer, lifelong, basically wellness advocate. Right. The number of people who have come to me and said, can you put me on an exercise regimen? The number it. of people wow. who can come and talk to me about, can, can you talk to me about different detoxes or what I should do about this, what I should do about that? The number of people who talk to me about even like hair, what do you do for your hair? And how, and all of it goes back to basically the same thing. You know, it goes yeah. back to living as naturally as possible, being as hydrated as possible. Yes. How is your sleep? Because again, all of it feeds in. Mm -hmm. What is the quality of the food and or products you're putting in and on your body? And then there's other externals. Like, what are you doing in terms of sleep? What are you doing in terms of how you, of self, of positive or, or negative self-talk like all of that stuff comes into play yes so i just laugh at myself because i'm the i feel like i'm the most certified uncertified person <laughs> to talk about yeah. health advocacy and wellness and i mean yeah i've literally put people on different regimens put people yeah. on like and but i love it it's just something that i know i kind of came into the earth in some way knowing and then also right. recognizing that my life has just dictated me understanding these things because it's a passion of mine right. i do look up what different types of fruits do i do talk think about how beneficial and or not is it to eat seasonally you know i mm. do look up you know what 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 are the new trends as it relates to different types of you know pick pick your food category yeah because there are certain there are you know, in some ways there's been a degradation because obviously the soil is so depleted of right. minerals and nutrients it used to have, the, which is why there's this category called organic all of a sudden, right. not all, but like in the last, say, de you know, generation, right. was, everything was organic at one point. Right. Our grandparents, grandparents were talking about nothing organic. Everything was organic. Yes. And they didn't have the same kind of ailments that the average American has. So as you can see, I can go on and on about this, but. And I, that's why I was like, it, this is going to be amazing. Because you have, <laughs> no, seriously, because you have always, as long as I've known you, like you said, you have always been that person that has been conscious of what you put inside your body. And I'm like thinking about one time when I was at your apartment and you were cooking snow peas. <laughs> I don't know why I remember this, but I remember it distinctively. And you were like explaining to me. Like the certs, I, I think it was like the properties of a snow pea or something. And I was just like, this girl is committed. And this is before I was like really hardcore into like health and wellness. I was like, yo, Lisa is committed. I was like, listen, I just know they're green. They're kind of crunchy. I like them. You know? 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, what? I was like, this is serious. Listen, listen, serious. speaking of that, this is actually something that's so funny. <laughs> so I have, I have a really good friend who lives in Miami. Uh-huh. And we were new friends at the time. She had just moved from the Bronx to Miami. And so I and one of her best, best friends uh-huh. went down, helped her unpack. Now, this was around the time when I had just discovered and started researching, like sprouting and soaking, soaking your different legumes, you know, everything before you right. put, put cook them because so many of them have been coated with enzyme blockers or with chemicals that ultimately react in your body like they're enzyme blockers. So right. then, meaning if you eat, say, some rice, like brown, um, not regular rice, because I don't typically do that, but like wild rice. Right. If you don't soak it ahead of time, number one, and obviously soak it in a good quality water. Right. Your body, because of whatever is coated on the food to be able to last longer on a store shelf, Mm -hmm. when you cook that thing, that encasement doesn't always break down with the digestive enzymes that are in our gut. So it doesn't become bio bio available to you. So you eat it and you feel like you've done something good for yourself, but your body hasn't had access to all of the nutrients and minerals that are inside each of those little grains because of this thing. So you soak things ahead of time, right? Right. And so, but then I found this, or someone passed on to me this wheel. It was like a, a chart of all the different types of, seeds and nuts and all these things that you can soak and walnuts are a big thing that i enjoy eating girl i went down to miami and i brought all kinds of snacks with me because again i don't i eat a certain way and i also don't want to eat people out of house and home in case they don't eat the way i eat right let me tell you i took these walnuts i think i took um pumpkin seeds whatever i took and i and i soaked them which is an unusual thing. People don't right. eat, you can understand soaking rice or soaking, but people don't understand like you soak almost everything. Everything, yeah. And so I was soaking these walnuts and she was like, you're, but they're going to be wet. I was like, you let them dry. Like you don't just soak them and eat them wet. I mean, you can, right? You can, but no right. I love and it. I am down there and I'm not really thinking twice about it because I'm like, oh, this is how I do things. Mm-hmm. And to this day, like, they and that was a couple of, that was what three years ago and uh-huh. to this day when i see her and her other bestie it's like they're still amazed that i literally flew from new york to miami with all these mm-hmm. different kind of snack like food items and right. had them in bowls in her kitchen and was like soaking everything for however many hours and and just did my thing with it <laughs> but you know, i love that because too i think especially americans and maybe some other you know countries that are is just as like you know chaotic and busy as America we are so used to just kind of like grab and go type of mentality yes. you know um or some type of convenient type of you know eating practice whether it be some type of packaged food or something that's going to make our lives easy and so to really take time to prepare food is just unheard of for a lot of people. Yeah. So to see you doing that, they're probably like, uh, what, what? what? Like, what? <laughs> first of all, how do you have time? You know, like people just don't think about 
you do, you can make that time. It's just really just planning it out. Yes, absolutely. But, and it's what you prioritize. Right. It's what you, exactly. It's exactly that. And I think the way we have like prioritized like our careers and this on the go type of mentality yeah. eating, it's just like a part of, you know, it's almost like this autopilot thing that we don't think anything about. Yep. And whatever's there, whether it be, you know, me going to the drive through or whatever, I ate something. Fine. Now let me get back to being quote unquote productive, whatever that looks like, you know? Exactly. Exactly. It's consumption. It's not yeah. food. You're not engaging with food. You're just consuming yeah. just to get through that moment of the day so you can get back to, like you said, whatever you were doing. Mm-hmm. And our society, for whatever reason, for, for better, for worse, promotes that. Mm-hmm. And the last thing I'll say on it, just because I'm very passionate about it, is ultimately, in my view, it is a grand effort to disconnect you from nature, which means you're also disconnected mm. from yourself because we are nature. So if you're disconnected from the understanding of how you can engage with a walnut, right? <laughs> like right. In some water, you just want to like throw a whole thing in your mouth and chew, not chew enough and just swallow and get past it because it's a snack while you're on the computer doing what you have to do or run into the train or get in your car and pick up your kids and take them to soccer practice and getting to work right. on whatever it is, you're all of these things disconnect us right. from ourselves, disconnect us from nature. And, and instead of fixing the problem by pulling back on responsibilities, like, uh, or on greater society pulling back to say, actually it's okay. Like we, as a society, we don't expect ourselves to have to be this quote unquote high achieving instead of doing that. Yeah. Right. The, the fix is we'll make your engagement with this thing easier. Mm. And by easier, I mean, we're going to take the seeds out of certain things. Yep. So you're going to eat this watermelon, you're going to eat this grape and not have to do the added effort of spitting out a seed. We're right. Gonna, you know, it's like, we're going to make this car driverless and so you can just sit there and not do this on the steering wheel right do all these things to just take you away from how your body is naturally uh, should be allowed to 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 engage with the things outside of itself right right. and so that sense of quote-unquote being easier Mm. actually doesn't help doesn't help it actually in my view it hurts yeah. And now you have you're even less of a sense of what you have within you to do the thing to to do the things you want to do. Right. Now you're relying on, oh, okay, great. This is an easier, it's easier for me to eat this seedless grape than it eat a grape with a seed and just have to spit it out. Like, why is that easier? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. right. That's how it's promoted, is my point. Right. Exactly. Not to say you should should or shouldn't eat a seedless grape, but it's like the promotion of it is. Let's take you away from doing the added effort of this. Our bodies are machines. We were created mm-hmm. to do things with it. Right. So the less you ask your body to do the thing, soak, mm. soak your seeds before you eat them. Give it time. Like understand the why of it. You know, rinse and repeat whatever that is. You know, right. Like engaging with this thing, you're just kind of going through the motions. It makes, I feel like it makes for a less colorful, less interesting, you know, 
just I don't I don't even know the word right now, but just a like just less of an engagement with life and it feels like it would be less fulfilling as right. well at the end of the day. Right. And I think it just kind of goes back to that point of what you were saying before, like that easy way out, quote unquote, right? It takes away that engagement, but then in turn takes away engagement on so many other levels, right? So if we can start with the food, we can start with, you know, the lack of engagement with, you know, human beings, like it can just go on and on and on, on. where we are just these like robotic, you know, entities that are just out here, just kind of like succumbing to whatever comes our way because yeah. we're not going to fight it. We're not going right. to fight it. Because why? Absolutely. I mean, I like point, you had to eat what you grew and grew what you eat. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But now it's like you go to a grocery store. So so that level, so that level of engagement with your food is gone because mm-hmm. now we're going to a big box store to buy food that's sitting under fluorescent lights. Don't even get me started. Right? Right. <laughs> Not even full right. spectrum, so it's a whole. That's a whole other thing, right? At least when it's growing, food is growing out of the ground. It's getting full spectrum of light from the sun, right? All of it. So, and then when you go to the store to pick up the food, there's a little bit of engagement because you're like, okay, you're you're surveying the array of of kale, the array of different greens, the array of different right. types of apples. So there's an engagement there in. Um, in an industrialized society, right? right? But then if you do the, if it's, if the seeds are then taken out, then that's less of an engagement with the food because now right. you're just eating and you're not having to do the, the extra thing of, and it seems really silly and it seems simplistic, but it's to your point, it's just, it's, it's indicative of a bigger picture. Yeah. It's just indicative of a bigger picture. So right. yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to engage and it's going to take longer but it is what it is. It is what it is. Just have a level of appreciation for nature, for the food, for yourself. It's just, to me, I love it. Which, you know, hence essential oils and, oh, I can like, like even now, like I, I, how I, what I even use for laundry detergent. Like I don't Mm -hmm. use regular detergent at all. And I sent my laundry with essential oils. I love that. I love that. You have no idea what these dyes are doing. Listen, I could go on and on. You already know what's eating. First of all, listen, okay, before because I could talk to you forever, Lisa. Like seriously, like, and we all and anytime y'all have to understand. Anytime Lisa and I are talking, we talk at easily, easily a minute, not a minute. I mean, an hour and a half, two hours. Like, was because we, it's just like we just kind of like feed off each other. That energy is. Ah, it's the best. Like it's literally amazing. I love it. Literally the best. But before we go, you are also um are you working on like uh cuz you mentioned this before about a coaching uh like or um business as well. Yeah. It's so right on that here. <laughs> Yeah, so quickly I'll just say that so I just started working as an adjunct assistant professor at NYU at the Stern oh, School. No big business. deal. No. <laughs> no big deal. Um, no, I'm just saying that to say it's it's really exciting because it coincides with the communication skills mm-hmm. business or coaching business that I've been um, doing for the last, let's see, I started doing workshops. This was pre-pandemic, so like 2018, 2019. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I basically combined my education. I was a journalism major in school, came out of school, did corporate America, worked in both um, journalism and then also public corporate public relations 
and then went into a different type of storytelling, be it as an actor, dancer, right. singer, performing artist on Broadway. And so the coaching business that I have created, it integrates traditional public speaking and communication skills with what I call Broadway basics. Yeah. Like, you know, acting tools and, and tactics for conveying a message. Mm. And it's great because it helps people feel more grounded, helps people feel more confident. And when you're more grounded and more confident, then you'll more consistently offer uh, presentations that are more compelling. Mm. And it's been amazing because I'm obviously you can tell I love doing a lot of things. I have an interest in a lot of things, but this allows me to use both sides of my brain mm. in a way that can be impactful to other people. And in a way that is seems so basic, you know, they call communication skills a soft skill, which I don't agree with, but I get it because it's not right. formulaic necessarily, but I like to meet people where they are. So yeah. what works for one person may not work for another person. Right. So one person, so I, I just recently had a, a session with a student and he wanted me to like rip him to shreds, like tell me everything I'm doing, I was doing wrong in this presentation. Aww. And after talking to him, I said, actually, it's not the presentation, it's your preparation into the presentation. Mm. So we talked a lot about how do you prepare? You know, as an as an artist, yeah, the rehearsal process is everything. Yeah. And so once you get in front of the audience, if you're well rehearsed, then you can be more present, more confident, more grounded, and you can yeah. really enjoy yourself in the moment. Right. Whereas other people need help with tactics. What are you doing with your gestures? How? What is your stance? Are you shifting your weight a lot? Are you saying um and uh and using these fillers? How is your eye contact? There, there's a lot of different elements right. to that. And I love the fact that I can utilize my performance experience. And that excites clients. It excites students. And it allows them to be open to what I have to say because they know that, oh, I, I've I've done a lot of things, but I've never been on Broadway. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but we can use these Broadway tactics to right. help you with, with what you do. Right. So it's fun. Yeah. So I've been enjoying that. I'm build. I'm continuing to build that yeah. out because I definitely want to do, have that be a large part of a larger part of what I do so mm -hmm. that when I do more acting, it's like, oh yeah, I, you're choosing to do it as opposed to like needing this acting job to, right. you know, build your resume or pay a bill or whatever. Okay. So it's great. I love it. I love it. I and listen, you lit up. A, I was like, yes, this is it. This. Yes. I'm so excited for you, Lisa. Like you've no idea. Y'all, this has been the best. What is this? 50 plus minutes of my, I don't know. This is, this has been, this has been amazing. Like, I'm just like, so happy that we got this going. We had a few technical difficulties before, but it has all been worth it. I am so, yeah. so happy that we had this conversation. Me too. And and listen, to if anybody is interested in either needing coaching or yes. the merge, feel free. You can see the name on the screen. There's an Instagram page, the good enough stuff. It's actually the good enough stuff. One, the, the mm -hmm. number one, I missed okay. like that. Um, but you can also go to Aroma Therapy if you're just interested in like the hand sanitizer stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's A-U-R-O-H-M-A and then the word therapy. So it's a play on words. So it's not aroma. It's like the play on aura or, okay. and aroma. But then I've also extended the om part because obviously that's that sound that people often do when they're meditating to 
get into a deeper meditative state. So it's aroma therapy. Yes. So yeah, feel free to go and yeah, just let me know if you'd like to have a consultation as it relates to coaching or or if you're interested in any of the products, I'd be happy. But just please remember everything you need, you already have and everything you have is good enough to do and be everything you want to do and be in this life because you only get one. So let's live it out. Yes. Listen, and all this information will be in the show notes, y'all. So definitely take a, take a look at the show notes. Lisa Nicole Wilkerson, you are the bomb. As many people don't know, when we greet each other, anytime we ch- see each other, it's like, hey, playa. So playa, listen, you are doing <laughs> your thing. I am so happy for you. And I, I just all good things now and to come. So thank you. Thank so you. Much. Thank you. And likewise, you know, I'm so proud. I love the fact that this podcast exists. <laughs> Everyone, please keep supporting my friend. She's yes. amazing. Yes. She's amazing. She's oh, amazing. Thank you. She's working at the Met. Do we know about this? We talk about yes. this? Yes. Yes. Well, I've, I've shared it on the podcast. I'm doing the show at the Met. I am like worn out, y'all. <laughs> But seriously, like I'm realizing like, ooh, 45 doesn't hit the same <laughs> as it did in the past. Me trying to do all these things, but you know, God is good. And I'm I'm doing all the things and making sure I get more sleep than I did in the past. I'll just say that. Like, Amazing. Yeah. As you do, as you do, as you listen, do. Listen. listen. You are beautiful <laughs> and a, and so talented and um, nobody can touch you. And I'm just grateful that you're my friend. So thank you so much for having me on again. I appreciate you so much. You are so welcome. Y'all, this has been amazing. This has blessed me in more ways than anybody can imagine. So thank y'all for listening to this week's episode of the Eat Me podcast. Thank you, Lisa, for being here and just shedding all your beautiful wisdom and just great energy as usual. And uh, I'll see y'all next week. Thank you, Lisa. (laughs) Hey, y'all, it's Alicia. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Eat Me podcast. Y'all, I am so grateful that you keep coming back to listen to these amazing episodes. And if this is your first time, welcome. Please, if you have not already, rate and review the podcast. Share some of the podcast episodes with those you love. And y'all, let's just keep on keeping on. I love y'all and I'll see you next week.